right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Got a another new format, another new topic for you. Uh, hopefully, everyone had a chance to watch some Masters replay this past week. You know, we got a lot of comments from people saying, "Oh, you guys need to do a pod." We did. We did a pod on this. We did a podcast on the 2019 Masters. You can go back and listen to that if you're itching to relive uh, Tiger's glorious victory uh, at the Masters last year. We did. We did two podcasts on that. So go ahead and go back at that. We've got something even better for you today. We're going to talk a bit about it here in a second, but. We're going to talk through all 15 of Tiger's major wins, basically his whole entire major championship history over these next two episodes. We talked, I think we had an hour and a half scheduled, and we went for three hours and 20 minutes. So for everyone out there that's been craving some more content, here it is. Uh, and if you are spending, if you're like me, uh, the average, my screen reports on my phone are telling me that my the time is trending way, way up. Uh, if you're seeking out other golf content, Callaway has been putting up a ton of interesting stuff on their Twitter and Instagram accounts. Uh, they do this little thing called, the, I think it's Insta Golf Tips is what it's called. Basically, this like little carousel you can swipe through. Uh, there's a great drill for uh, if you're having trouble hitting in the center of the club face, which I have a lot of trouble with, on how to address the ball at the heel. And basically, all these little drills, how to envision you know, hitting a your iron shots more flush. Envision three balls in a row. Check that out on their Instagram, at Callaway Golf. They posted a Periscope chat on Thursday with Henrik Stenson, Mark Leishman, Danny Willett, and Jim Furyk. They posted a downloadable activity book on Twitter. There's a golf theme word find as well. So again, you can find, uh, you can watch Phil Mickelson and world long drive champ Kyle Berkshire compare notes on hitting bombs uh, this week on their social media channels. There's Wedgication Wednesday, Callaway's chief designer, Roger Cleveland and Wesley Bryan, show you how to hit the low spinner. Again, this, all this is available Cal, at Callaway Golf on Twitter and Instagram. So follow both of those there for the latest entertaining and educational uh, golf content. I promise you, no matter your skill level, you'll learn a couple things out of uh, some of these drills that they show. So without further delay, let's start talking about the cat. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. This one, uh, you know, it's Masters week that we're recording this, and uh, there is, of course, no Masters this week. So it's not Masters week. Yeah, it's, well, it's always Masters. It's still Masters week. I think we, it's fine to declare that it's Masters week. Uh, so we are going to get nostalgic, and we are going to, uh, the, all five of us are here. Neil's across the table. Hello. Uh, Mr. TC is here. Hello. Uh, Big Randy is here. Good morning. DJ Pai is here. Good morning, folks. Um, we are going to relive all 15 of Tiger Woods' major victories. We have divided and conquered. Each of us are covering a certain time period and uh, dug deep in the SI vault, a lot of different places, a lot of different artifacts. The uh, helps to win a lot of Masters because all those final round broadcasts are still on the air. And uh, we're just going to relive them a little bit, get a, get, get a bit uh, sappy and feely and some of the fun stories and stuff from those weeks. And uh, I learned a thing or two in the process. I don't know about you guys. and I sure did. Um, so well, let's, let's turn it right over. Let's go straight into it. The merch star is going to lead us off with uh, what's your time period and uh, take us there. My time period is pre-Tiger Slam. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, Eldrick. It's a big time period. It is. I, I feel like lots I, to cover. I had and, and there needs to be some context set. So. I mean that that goes back to the Big Bang, technically. <laughs> yeah. Eldrick taunt Tiger Woods. Uh, Why don't we stick to sports, Randy? <laughs> 
So, uh, you know, and I think some of his, you know, major wins, professional majors, but there's some there's some major junior and amateur golf events that we're going to cover. Some lowercase majors. Lowercase majors. Well said. Um, so sources for me, obviously Wikipedia. Uh, the USGA website has some great recaps uh, on some of the amateur tournaments that the Tigers won. Uh, AmateurGolf.com had a great breakdown of his uh, amateur wins from the time he was pretty much eight years old on. And, of course, the SI Vault. Uh, Shipnuck had some good stuff in there. So we'll, we'll pull a few quotes from, from each of those. It all kind of starts, you know, with Bob Hope. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to talk about the putting competition. It's uh, before turning seven, though, Tiger won what I think we all would consider his first major. Uh, do you guys know what that was? The, the World Junior. Junior World. The under, At uh, seven? The under 10 section of the drive, chip, and putt <laughs> competition. How, how, I don't know how low it goes, but, I mean, he won them all. So he won the drive, chip, and putt. That's cool. Yeah. I thought Randy would really like that. <laughs> uh, he won it. It was held at the I Navy. Thought, well, did that sound authentic yeah. when I said that's cool? <laughs> he won it at the Navy golf course in Cypress, California. Well, it's cool as long as it's, like, the below 12 division. Yeah. You know? Do we want re- to re- re- relitigate Tron's... Uh, I kind of do. Tron's drive chip and putt takes. I'll, I'll stand by that take. It's one of the what, highlights what of Masters. Week. What's the, what's <laughs> what the was take? it? Like, there shouldn't be a 13 or 14 or 15-year-old division in the freaking drive chip and putt. Like, go play real what, golf. What's kids. the cutoff? 12. Okay. 12 or 13, I think. No well, teenager. 12. 12. 12. Yeah. yeah. You Can't shouldn't be a teenager, teenager playing drive chip and putt. That's disgusting. Guan Tianlong made the cut at the Masters when he was 14 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you know, and then some kid is celebrating winning drive chip and putt as a 14 or 15 year old because there was that division as disgusting. well disgusting this stinks i'd say now it's officially masters week <laughs> tc came in with a fresh shave he's feeling fierce this morning i do see tiger every year at the champions dinner for the drive chip and putt so i actually didn't know that so listen congrats on your win yes i would say his first you know truly historic win there for tiger uh, in 1984, at the age of eight, he he did win the uh, nine and ten boys event at the the youngest age group available for the uh, junior world world golf championship. See, that far okay. He then, you know, fun fact from Wikipedia, he then broke 80 for the first time before the age of eight. How about Shout that? Shout out to Rudy Duran. He went on to win. What what, what tease was he playing? That's <laughs> <laughs> a good. It doesn't say. That's a great question. <laughs> Let's see. Tiger uh, went now on. Now you're asking the right <laughs> questions, Big Randy. He went on to win the Junior World Championships. How many times? Oh God, seven. I don't know how many times. S- how, six. How far they go? Six times. DJ wow. gets it, uh, including four consecutive wins from uh, '88 to '91. <laughs> okay, so when Woods was 13 years old, he played in the 1989 Big I, which was his first major national junior tournament. Uh, in the final round, he was paired with pro John Daly. The big eye, yeah. That, apparently, this is a, a big a big deal. He was paired with John Daly. What is it? It's just like a junior invitational kind of thing. Was that the Optimist one? I don't know. That's the Optimist World Junior. Oh, okay. Anyway, I think is that is this route, spelled E Y E? No, B I G I. It's like the letter, letter I. Oh. The big eye. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some research. <laughs> TC always always beating on the professor. Listen, you know, yeah, the yeah, TC's gonna swim. You know, he actually won the 2000 US Open as well. Yeah, I know by like 12. But he's gonna skip 15. Ahead. Sorry, big eye. It's a prestigious junior golf tournament. Yeah, so fuck off. <laughs> All right, Who so knew? let me get through. Let me finish this. Finish the question. You got to get to right. at least the first major here by the first <laughs> hour. Come on. Um, he was paired with he was paired with John Daly, who was Little then John relatively Daly. unknown. The event's format placed a professional 
with each group of juniors who had to qualify who had qualified. Daly birdied three of his last four holes to beat Woods by only one stroke. Wait, he was paired with a pro? Yeah. But the so pro wasn't John the, Daly. The pro was John Daly. John Daly's I guess he's that much older. Yeah. And he was paired with John Daly, and Daly only beat him by one and Tiger was thirteen. That's that's what we're getting at. And granted Daly was probably hung over or something. To, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Okay, moving on. Uh <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> no, I'm just, you know, let me finish the question. Uh, 1991. Is that heavyweights that you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> 1991, what happens? John Daly wins the PGA. Uh, probably well, the boys junior. First first U.S. junior. That's exactly right. Youngest junior amateur champion. 15 years old. Where, I, where, where was that? Uh, I'm not sure. You want to look that up for me? Can we get the research department on that? Let's I'm see. trying to get to the good stuff. I'm just setting the context here. Sorry, 91 was a U.S. junior, junior amateur of championship. Of There's a lot of a lot of trends that we'll notice. Limited field event. Ba- well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's like 350 people. At the no, US based junior. on uh, based on venues and, and, and such. You know, we're trying to trying to give the people. This one was at it was at Firestone. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, this one was at Bay Hill Club and Lodge. No, no way! Yes. Wow. And then he wins it 92 and 93 as well. At so Wollaston in Massachusetts and then Waverly. Out this in, is the junior uh, amateur. the junior, junior amateur. So he, he wins the junior. He up the Portland he goes, scene. He goes, he Mansky's the junior amateur. There back you go. To back to back. And he, he, he beats Brad Zawiski in extra holes in the first one. Mark Wilson, one up right. in the second one. And Ryan Armour in 19 holes in the third one. Unreal. Randy, yes. Thank you for raising your hand. <laughs> Question. What... Um, to play in the junior amateur, what's the like max age you can be? Does that go to? You have to be under eighteen. Under eighteen, okay. TC's got some takes about no, that. No, I believe too, actually it's under nineteen. I think I could be wrong, Is it? but I think it's under nineteen. Uh, under nineteen on the last day of competition and have a USGA handicap index of four point four or less. Or as TC would say, go play real golf. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's very much real golf. So yeah, you, I'm. I'm gonna for bring it. us back onto the uh, onto the highway here. Okay, Who so we got the, three U.S. juniors in a row. Three in a row. Who is the only other two-time U.S. junior amateur champion? Mr. Spliff. That's correct. Jordan Spieth. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Spieth had goady vibes. Oh my god. Oh, he was I know. Pre, well, pre-approved for goats. That I was kind of. There's a few different things in my research where I was like, man, Spieth again. I know. Again. I'd like to give a shout out to no Davis U.S. Amateur Spieth though. Back-to-back runner-up. Well, it's shout out to, to Mr. Riley. <laughs> <laughs> DJ, as you were saying. Well, no US AMs for Speed, as I'm sure we'll we'll get to we'll next. We'll get to. He didn't really um, even sniff it, did he? I don't think so. Yeah. I think he made like round of 16 one year. So 93, he wins his third junior amateur champion. Then 94, what happens? US AMs. Goes right into it, right? Sawgrass? Is that Sawgrass? That is it. Sawgrass. We got the shark hat, you know, the straw hat. We've got the baggy polo, little high white socks, white shoes. It's I kind mean, of a sick look. He, he looks like the Terminator. With like the... Peach yes. stripes or whatever, the navy shorts and the that's high socks. Exactly that's exactly right. A, it's, uh, so youngest, the look that's kind of coming back. Youngest amateur champion uh, ever until uh, who beat that record? I don't want to keep taking them all, but uh, <laughs> Byung Hoon On, I believe. But I was going to say Ben On. Well, I had Danny Lee. Oh, shit. That's right. And I think yeah. Ben On broke it again. At but Chambers listen, my Bay, facts have been off in the no, past, no, no, no. so I'm going right. to just say that it's, uh, I think you're I think it's Danny Lee. I think Danny Lee broke it, and then I think Ben On broke it again. Okay. I believe. Uh, so, yeah, this was the uh, USAM at TPC Sawgrass. The kid was deep in amateur golf for a while. 
uh, out at Sawgrass. Uh, he, he played. Does anybody know who his uh, opponent was in the final round? Mm. Final match, thirty-six. Which, can I say something? Should they be having an amateur event at the tournament professionals course? The tournament players the tournament course. Players course. It's open to all players. It seems like a tournament that people are playing. <laughs> you can't. You can't deny that. <laughs> I think it's sick. I'm just. I'm just asking the question. I'm just saying. You got to remember, amateur golf was in a very. It, it is kind of to go down a tangent but amateur golf is in a little different uh just golf in general probably in a different spot i think tbc sawgrass was kind of the the gold standard not to borrow a phrase but the gold standard of like big hard expensive golf and it's kind of wild to see the usam go to band and dunes this year yeah I'll let, hopefully throw the game yeah anyway back to my question do you, do you guys know who he played against is that trip keeney it was trip keeney hmm uh, mm-hmm. Now and and just a quick Wikipedia search of trip. I just want to say all the stuff that you know about the USAM, and you couldn't have told me that my USAM qualifier was. Too <laughs> you're my caddy. <laughs> that's a, that's a I good mostly point. I, I mostly picked it up after the local qualifying stage. I didn't get deep into the local qualifying stage. So, as, as someone who was too young to, I uh, was four or five years old at the time to really, you didn't really follow that one. Witness this one. Uh, USGA has some good highlight videos on their website for each uh, uh, USAM. He was wasn't he like five down? He was six down. Six down. Trailing six to Trip Keeney at one point. Uh, I think in the beginning of the final round, actually. Yeah. After Tiger rattles off three three wins, like three birdies in a row. The video highlight on the USGA website shows all this. Gets it to all square on sixteen. So they go to seventeen. Do you guys remember what happened? Oh yeah. Pin mm-hmm. is pin is far right. Like over on the the, the Sunday players pin, yeah, the right, right shelf, the uh, Ricky pin, right? Exactly. Oh, now I can picture it. So, <laughs> so Tiger hits one, and it probably lands as far right on the fringe as you can get, and the ball like, like literally Ricky. bounces backwards, like in and it should have one hundred and fifty percent gone in the water, right? But it like kind of jumps up, and then it kind of uh, comes back, and the best part is his reaction is just like. Yeah, of course I knew it was going to do that. <laughs> he's about to, you know, he's about to gas it right there, uh, and then he runs that putt in, and Keeney misses, and I think he wins it on on uh, seventeen there. Wikipedia search for Trip Keeney. Uh, I thought this was telling. Uh, Ernest W. Trip Keeney the third is an American amateur golfer. He is most remembered for his defeat at the hands of Tiger Woods in the nineteen ninety four U.S. Amateur, and his subsequent refusal to turn professional in favor of a successful amateur career. The Keenies were kind of golfing royalty. There's yeah. a lot of, of keenies. I thought around. that. How about? And just full disclosure for that, he, if he was all square going into 17, he he would not have won it on the 17th. But he would have won. Keeney just gave up. Keeney just gave up. He just saw that. He, <laughs> he was, was like, like, yeah, yeah, I'm good, like that's good. He, he good uh, He won two. No, he won 17. He he made his birdie to win to win. Okay. On the 17th. You said he was okay. square going into 17, but that's okay. He was one up yeah. on the 17. Listen, we can. If he made it to win. If he made it to win, would, couldn't they be all square and he made a birdie and Keeney made, made a be one up going to 18? Maybe one up going to 18. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'll diagram it for you. <laughs> okay, thanks. Well, regardless, he beat him. Anyway, I, I just thought it was interesting to have your Wikipedia lead be. I feel like there's a lot of those guys losing out there. at the hands of the cat. <laughs> yeah. Basically, did he was mauled by the cat. Did Tacky crown though a little bit? Would you say it was a crowning? He did. Keeney lips out a you know five or six footer. To either ex- to extend the match, basically, and it just seems like he he got bit, literally tracked down by a tiger, like a big a big cat. a big cat. You know, can you imagine how <laughs> slow that? I guess probably fast. Actually, that final round must have gone to blow a six up lead at the after lunch. Yeah, <laughs> that's got to take. Oh my god! Did he have, Did he have a custard? custard? <laughs> <laughs>
A quick break in the action here to again talk about one of our favorite partners, of course, uh, are the CBD company of No Lang Up, which is Herbal Active. Their website is urbalactiv.com. If you ever have any questions on CBD, if you're unfamiliar with what it is, how it works, you know, any of your concerns, they have a frequently asked questions there that will answer absolutely all of your product related questions. What it is, will it get you high? All that stuff, no, for the record, herbal active extract will not get you high. It's non-psychoactive. It's a water-based product, uh, which is much better for your body than a lot of the oil-based products that you'll see out there in the market. And on top of that, they are actually offering a deal right now for hand sanitizing spray, uh, hand and surface sanitizing spray, I should say, three spray packs for $15. I can't find this stuff anywhere in any store currently around Jacksonville, so the best place might be to get that online at herbalactive.com. Best part is use promo code NLU20 for 20% off your orders, either if you're just, just getting the sanitizing spray or as well sampling many of their great CBD products, including the drops, the mints. They've got it all. Again, herbalactive.com, U-R-B-A-L-A-C-T-I-V.com. Use promo code NLU20 at checkout for 20% off your order. Let's get back to talking about the big cat. So uh, in 94, Tiger graduates from Western High School. Uh, do you guys know what his high school superlative was? <laughs> most likely to succeed. That's most, exactly right. Yeah, most robotic. Yeah, yeah. Most most <laughs> felonious. Most likely to star in HBO series Westworld. <laughs> Goes to Stanford in the fall '94 and does what in his first college tournament? Wins. He wins. He wins it. He wins his first tournament, the William H. Tucker Invitational. Also in '95, plays in his first Masters. Finishes 41st and is the uh, only amateur to make the cut. The low amateur. Low amateur. He got invited to Butler Cabin then. He did. Yes. Who uh, won that Masters? 95 was... Crenshaw? Yes. Crenshaw. Not... I was going to say Faldo. Mr. Faldo was still Mr. 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 Crenshaw. Crenshaw. Mr. Crenshaw. Is, is he a Mr.? <laughs> he might be Two-time the Masters Mr. I don't just feel like I don't hear that very much. That's because so you're, 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 you're not a whole podcast. You're not running in the right circles. So <laughs> we should do a podcast on who, where the Mr. Light is. So 1995, successfully defends his U.S. Amateur Championship at what country club? Newport. All right, of course. I did it, Butch. <laughs> I hit the shot. God, there's such a good moment in the the Jeff Benedict Armin Katayan Tiger book. Uh, Solly and I listened to the audiobook version of it, and the actor gets really animated on one of the stuff and he, on one of the one of the shots at this Newport USAM when he hits a uh, I believe it was like a choke down punch eight iron into the final green to make birdie and the yes. and the uh, the yeah the narrators I did it Butch I hit the <laughs> shot you taught me I was like yeah, I don't just, I don't think Tiger has ever sounded like that which is so funny because the rest of it is like Tiger made a trip to Ponta Vedra Beach Florida <laughs> <laughs> it's a great book. So that was the 100th edition of the USAM, played at Newport because that's mm, where the first USAM first was played, uh, the home of the US Amateur. The first Keynote from that one was Earl lifting up the trophy in the clubhouse afterwards and saying, Bobby Jones can kiss my black ass. I, I did not have that in my notes, sure. but thank <laughs> that you. That yeah. is like the best thing I think we'll say today. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there's a there's like an Earl story associated with each one of these tournaments we're going to bring up. And that's the part of the, that's that's the part of the book that I'm like, how did they where did they source some of this? Something about like a a showdown at a gas station between Earl and a clerk uh which is like did they tracked down the clerk from the gas station for this story. I don't know how it came, but Earl was an absolute menace during this time period. I think during every time period. Well, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys know who Tiger's opponent was? Buddy Marucci. 
TC's boy, <laughs> Buddy. Buddy's rocking a Pine Valley polo and no hat uh, in the final round. He's like 42. Yeah, right? so lifelong amateur. <laughs> uh, the the uh, narrator of the USGA video is like a man that's been searching for this for 25 years. Man, he uh, really played the game the right way. Playing playing Tiger. Uh, so Tiger's uh, one down after the first 18. Um, they battle. Then Buddy gets seems to, as the narrator says, gets tired. Tiger charges. <laughs> he starts missing fairways, basically. He gets tired. He gets sleepy. Uh, and Tiger starts making every putt he looks at. <clears throat> Mariucci's two down, but then wins 17. He hits it in two. Uh, awesome birdie there. And then Tiger, as you said, he almost holes out on 18. He hits this, like, punch-cut eight iron. And, uh, That's what I modeled a lot of my game after. Was that, that the shot that, 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 that Butch taught him? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and That's it spins shot. back. I did it, Butch! <laughs> it spins back to about two feet. Um, so he taps in to win and, uh, actually, no, I don't think he taps in, uh, Mariucci concedes. Oh God, that's classic. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he, he rolls his birdie, but he, he concedes. Do you think um, it was, it was tough for Buddy knowing that, you know, Kat's probably taking all sorts of endorsements and stuff under the table? I, I wonder about that. Yeah. I wonder how there had to be, there's a lot of very public, uh, bad things that were said. Shout out to Fuzzy Zeller. Uh, there had to be some massively horrible private things said amongst the golf community. Which we Tiger don't want to pin on up. Buddy specifically. No, 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 no. no. Oh, right, right, right. I just mean in, I just mean in general, like, but it's like at when, Newport Country Club yeah. at the hundredth USAM against yeah, like the Blue Blood. This is right know, in that time frame of. There like, had to be I, some fucking fil- takes. Literally, going Philly's out. finest yeah. taking on, uh, you know. Golf, golf's next great. Which like makes Earl's quote maybe not even that outrageous. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, but like I forget the details from the book, but it, it is a time period in which Tiger is receiving some sort of benefits through Earl and yeah, I think they're doing a lot of clinics. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of you know a lot of one day kind of teaching yeah, like, things going on. Which Randy, that's gotta that's gotta really irk you. I know you're a big NCAA. Um, you know, true like amateurism guy. I think if we if we don't uphold the sacrednessity of the sanctity, that, the sanctity of amateurism, <laughs> I think it's I, I'm not sure. Yeah, nobody's talking about the value that Tiger got out of that free round of golf at Newport Country Club Fanta- and probably practice rounds. Yeah, probably. How much of those go for? I'm sure he was getting you know a Pref- buffet lunch, free lunch, probably exactly. a breakfast. Anyways, thanks for keeping us on. I stuff. will say, if, before you feel too bad for Buddy, uh, he, he now has memberships at Wingfoot, Seminole, Pine Valley, and Cypress Point. So okay, that's he's cool. doing just fine. He did all right. Uh, so so Tiger wins, uh, and he says Walker in his uh, post, you know, after the fact uh, that the shot in the eighteen wasn't uh, a shot that was in my repertoire a year ago. So Shout Mr. Pie, there you go, ninety five. Uh, end of 95, he's voted Pac-10 Player of the Year, NCAA First Team All-American, Stanford's Male Freshman of the Year, an award encompassing all sports. How about that? Are um, these majors? I'm trying to set the context. <laughs> well, I think they're majors. Minutes. I think they're majors in in amateur golf. It depends who you ask, you know. Yeah, but like Pac-10 him, Player of the him, Year. Him, I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's, oh, they were major to him. I'm sure. That's what gonna, I'm saying. Like yeah. these are the major. These are the major moments in his amateur golf career. Um, I have. A couple more, if you don't mind. Uh, 96, he wins his third consecutive U.S. amateur. Who's his opponent? Steve Scott. That's correct. Uh, at Pumpkin Ridge, 
uh, outside Portland, Oregon. The ultimate class act. Steve Scott reminds him to move his ball back at a certain point in the round. Uh, there's a good golf.com uh, video. From, like looking um, back on it from a competition standpoint. Should not have done it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, may have cost him the, the tournament. But yeah. The uh, golf.com video sleep is, at night, is all about this, this battle. Uh, Steve Scott was unconscious pretty much the entire week. Uh, he was five up after Wait, the how morning was he, 18. How was he competing if he was unconscious? Oh, well, that was more of a TC, if you want him to get through this part, you're going to have to let, <laughs> yeah. let, let the teacher to. teach. Somebody put this kid in timeout. <laughs> so Scott's five up after the morning 18. He kind of starts losing the mo. His his girlfriend's caddying for him, though, and the announcer's just loving that she's bringing all the positivity, all the vibes. Steve, Steve Scott's Steve, girlfriend. Steve Scott's yeah. girlfriend. Oh, I thought you were saying oh, cat. I was like, cat? No, no, <laughs> How no, did no, I miss cat, that? The looks on your guys' yeah. faces. No, Steve Scott. So that was like a whole storyline throughout the NBC broadcast. Like, They're driving oh, home America's sweetheart Yeah, they, 100%. Um, and, and man, she's just she has been his fifteenth club today. You know, like a bunch of dumb lines like that. So then Tiger battles back to two down on sixteen. Tiger moves his mark and then forgets to move it back. Steve Scott, the class act that he is, uh, reminds Tiger to move it back. And then in the golf.com video, there's a whole scene with Tiger where he's like, "Yeah, you know, now I um, always mark my my ball with uh, heads, and whenever I move it over, I use tails. So now I know I'll never do that again." <laughs> that was pretty good. That's actually yeah. kind of good. Which was, I want to know. It was really, really sport, sportsmanship. <laughs> it just says a lot about the game of golf. I want to know where that was birthed from, though, because like if you watch the clip, like Steve Scott holes out, and then like he's already saying to Tiger, like make sure you like Tiger wasn't about to hit the ball. He kind of doubles back though. Okay. He's like he's like, hey, remember to move that mark. Like okay. he makes a point to like step back into yeah. kind of the um, field of play, if you will. And Tiger says on the, in his interview that like I I had forgotten okay. like I was lining my putt up I was gonna you know I was about to get in my process it didn't even cross my mind so they go to extra holes so Tiger so at one down Tiger makes a mega birdie on seventeen which I think there's you always see the, the footage of that fist pumping all over the place they're all square on eighteen extra holes Scott lips out a ten foot par putt Tiger taps in to win I thought it was interesting in all three U.S. AMs Tiger was down heading into the final 18. And it's a stark contrast to how he's won every major with the exception of the last one. Well, I just want to say along that note, it's seven, it makes like a 30-footer on 17, right? It's a bomb. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So in like the little bit that I've done for my stretch here, and I, I, I'm struggling with, I guess not struggling, but it's amazing how often these like kind of coin flip scenarios fell his way. I know a lot of people will say that's the aura of Tiger and all this stuff, but like you watch some of these replays, like, no, 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 dude, that's just like how you remember it. It could have easily gone the other way. And he's never on the other end of a razor thin call. Does he ever lose a major? Like, Rich, Be he loses to Rich Bean by one, but like almost runs him down. It wasn't like right. he got screwed. Like, he, so like, yeah, it's amazing how many times he wins when it was very, very, very close. You might, you might say he's a killer. He's, he just that. every must make putt is like he just bare you know he makes like there's a few in the video recaps like must make 20 foot par putts yeah right and it's just like god man and he just fist pumps everything and you're just like oh this guy's he's a machine it's unbelievable so uh throughout his amateur career woods played in 16 was professional he, events was he athlete of the week or anything coming out of stanford after that usam uh, faces in the crowd <laughs> yeah, it, potentially potentially Listen, I thought you guys would enjoy those tips. No, they're great. I didn't know they're I'd, great. I'd send you off off topic so hard. Uh, yeah, TC, thank you for raising your hand. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for acknowledging that. Uh, the New York Times article from the '94, or the, sorry, the '95 USAM. Couple tidbits here. Buddy Marucci, he was a Mercedes Benz dealer at the time. Tiger said, "I'm more experienced." 
Uh, I've been there. I know what to expect. He was somewhat overshadowed by his opponent, Mr. Plummer, a 43-year-old liquor company salesman from Manchester, Maine, with a bushy red mustache, a lurching swing, and a silky smooth putting stroke. Despite being outdriven by as much as 60 yards and missing nearly half the greens, the plucky plumber one-putted seven times in the first 13 holes and was tied with the defending champion with five holes to play. thought that was great. And Tiger's match play record? 35 and 3 at that point <laughs> in uh, USGA events. And then and then he wins another, he wins once more, so 36 and 3 and then he wins what four or five more the next year, so 41 and 3. I feel like that will usually get it done. <sighs> that, that seems good. That's, huh? That sums it up pretty good. So, he turns pro after 96 US amateur when I don't know if it's like direct I think it's August of 96 at age 20 during his amateur career played in 16 professional events making the cut seven times of those 16 events six were majors the masters u.s open and british open each of them twice uh woods made the cut on four occasions in the masters he was t41 in 95 cut in 96 u.s open wd in 95 and uh t82 in 96 and the open t68 and t22 what happened 95 why did he WD? I think there was a little I, – I could definitely be misremembering this, but I think he played poorly in the first round, and then there was, like, some injury. I think it was kind of, ouch, my, my arm I tried to – Wrist injury? I tried to dig up dirt, but I couldn't find any. So I'll leave that – maybe leave that up to uh, our sure research got, department sure to my right. Reasons. April 97. <laughs> Anyways, April 97 with some masters. What happened? <laughs> I like how he goes from cut to winning by 12. That's what I That's what I kind of wanted to, to make a stark contrast there. He, he shoots 40 on on Thursday. Yes. On front nine. And then ends Nick Faldo's career. That was maybe the original RIP cat. The 40 on the front nine. <laughs> this guy stinks. <laughs> I remember be, coming home this from school and my mom telling me that, and I was devastated. <laughs> No. <clears throat> so what happened? He won uh, the Masters by 12. He hits won it by 12 strokes. Tournament's youngest winner, 21 years old in 104 days. W- widest winning margin, 12 strokes. Lowest winning score, 18 under 270, now tied by Spliff. Mr. Spliff. Mr. Spliff. Yeah, I don't know. Well, hello world, I guess, is <laughs> about all you can say. Uh, th- that one is, you know, everybody's kind of remembers the uh, – the Masters. I wanted to kind of open it up to you guys. What? What? Do you remember anything other than the, four, uh, the forty was in my notes as well? But anything else from that win other than the iconic, you know, eighteenth fist bump that you got fist pump that you guys remember? I mean, hitting sand wedge into. I, I've seen that film of. Uh, I can. I can repeat the the highlight guy. What he says. Here he is going to the fifteenth with a sand wedge because <laughs> he was. It was kind of firm that week, and he was hitting the ball in places that no one else could and. It, that was the week that changed golf forever. Like Augusta panicked after that and planted a bunch of stuff and made all these changes so no one could ever do that to their golf course again. I mean, it was just, it was absurd, the lines he was taking and guys were hitting four irons into par fives that he was hitting wedges into and it was a true par 68. And I remember the Monty interview the night before. After I think Monty played with him like Saturday and he's like, I appreciate the way he struck it, the way he drove it. I did not appreciate the way he putted and like waited for everyone to laugh. It was kind of awkward laugh. And then the end of it is like super depressing. He's like, what's he up by like nine? Yeah, it'll probably be more tomorrow. He's just like defeated. It was like, he'd seen it. He's like, I don't have that. It's going to get ugly. And 
yeah, it was it was I I still struggle with like how he's able to do that and then not win one for like almost another two years. You know what I mean? Because it was the signal of like here we go and rebuild mode. I know it was rebuild, but it was it was amazing that he won that and then was like, all right, it's time to redo my swing. That's gonna be a theme. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so he hits he hits the rebuild. Uh, He goes T nineteen in the U.S. Open in ninety seven. Uh, T24 in the Open Championship and T29 in the PGA Championship. So I believe Open Championship. He, I think he, the Open Championship. <laughs> the, the British Open presented by Her Majesty. Uh, UK British Open. It was crazy in my quick research uh, how quickly he took over number one in the world. Yes, he did. You know what I mean? It was like, wasn't it by like June of 97 or something? I think it was yeah. the 95 USAM when he took over number one <laughs> in the world. So yeah, it's a bit, I didn't have too much research on those three uh, opens. 98 Masters, he's T8. So he's T top tens the next year. Fun fact: Jack Nicholas beat him at the 1998 Masters after he won by 12. 56 year old Jack finished T six. Truly one of my favorite facts. Truly in amazing golf history, which was one of those. It's obviously the time period where the Masters is not coming on the air until close to the back nine, and like Nance's call at the beginning of that is I forget exactly what it is, but it's it's awesome. He's like. You will not believe what is on your screens right now. And like the Golden Bears making a move. And then uh, his buddy Marco Mira won that one. Tiger took over uh, number one in the world for the first time in June of 97, which seems crazy early. I mean, when you win like six times in, in a. No, well, I'm not saying the math doesn't add up. Like it makes sense. It just. It's Juxtapose that against Phil Mickelson never, ever, ever being number one. When you hear some of the names he was going up against in the 2000 PGA, you'll understand that a lot. Yeah, that's true. And then 98, so T8 at the Masters, T18 at the U.S. Open. Uh, Comes in third at the uh, U.K. British Open presented by Her Her Majesty the Queen. Did I say that right? Yes. One by? Mark Amir. Mark Amir. Uh, A a good pal, a running buddy of of the cat. And T10 at the uh, PGA. So 98, like, I guess a wilderness, but still three top 10 finishes three out of four in majors, which is hard to believe when people are like, oh, we're Tiger Girl. That's what I was going to say. We'll get to – I had kind of the 03, 04 section in my purview as well, and people are like, oh, yeah, that's when he was slumping. Like, yeah, no, I I get it, like, compared to what he has done, but it's like a career year for most other people still, which is nuts. So it's kind of funny to hear the same thing about Like, compared to, say, Ricky, where it's like, oh, man, like, like four top fives. That one, he killed it that one. Is that the like, best year in major championship literally his worst year of his career in some people's minds, 98, and he's he had three top tens in majors. So Why you got to bring Ricky in? Because <laughs> I, was, I was tossing a bone to the big guy over no, there. No, quarantine. We're, we're pro Ricky. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so then 99. Just, just Ricky agnostic. agnostic. Just, yeah, we're. Supportive. Yeah. I, 90, hope he's, I hope he's healthy and safe. So 99, he's T18 at the Masters in 99. Uh, tied for third at the U.S. Open. Uh, Could have won that one. Yeah, which, yeah. let's not gloss over that. Like, well, please, share. That was Pinehurst, right? Yeah. That was Payne, Payne Stewart. Yeah. Payne Stewart, Cat, Phil, Cat, and Cat kind of choked pretty, that one away. Pretty good. some putts on the back nine. But, okay. There, well, there you have it. Uh, <laughs> T7 at the uh, at the Open Championship. Where was that? Carnoustie. That's, v, that's Paul Laurie. That was, yeah, Vandeveld's situation. Oh, oh sick. <laughs> Uh, and then it's kind of wild, wild to go back. I, I don't know when it'll be interesting to watch footage from either this era or kind of like the early 2010s era where it's like 
looking at like the Paul Laurie Vandeveld stuff, it's like, man, these guys beat Tiger? Yeah. Like, really? This it seems like it was a hundred years ago. <laughs> August twelfth, nineteen ninety nine, 81st PGA championship at Medina. Medina. Just outside uh, Chicago, right? That really? <laughs> That's cool. Very cool. Tiger wins uh, at 11 under, duels with uh, 19-year-old Sergio from Rio. From Shipnuck's SI game piece, there was no freighted embrace with the old man behind the 18th green. There were no ghost exercised, no historical legacies razzed. This was golf, not sociology. If Tiger Woods' stunning victory at the 97 Masters signaled the birth of a cross-cultural icon, his win at last week's PGA Championship served mainly to confirm that he has matured into a golfer for the ages. For three and a half rounds, Woods overpowered the longest course in major championship history. And then, in a giddy, sloppy, riveting duel over the final nine holes, he outlasted Spain's team dream, Sergio Garcia, who didn't quite sneak off with the tournament, but for a while, did steal the show. Shout out to Jags lady. (laughs) (laughs) Were people, you know, saying, hey, is is the cat done? Uh, Does the cat stink? Is he a (laughs) one-hit wonder at this point? Yeah. It sounds like some takes that would have come out of the Carter house. No, people, what people were saying is, that, God, they wanted so badly for this to be the generational duel between Tiger and Sergio. And then Sergio, you know, it takes 17 years from that point, you know, to win a major. God, just wait till we get to the 2002 U.S. Open. So there's some, there's another some quote, really good stuff. Um, before we move on, so Shipnuck, kind of what everyone remembers, Shipnuck again, quote, having cut the deficit to one, but with his drive cozied up to, to the base of one of Medina's 4,161 trees. Yes, someone counted. Uh, Garcia opened the face of his six iron and with his eyes closed, slashed at the ball like a housewife trying to kill a mouse with a broom. He chased the shot up the fairway with hilarious enthusiasm, doing a little scissor kick as he strained to see it reach the green and then pantomimed to the crowd the pitter-patter of his heart. Summing up Sunday's events, Garcia said, it was really fun, most of all. It was joy. It was pressure. It was, I will tell you, the best day of my life. And it was- That's an interesting rewatch because Sergio's English at the time is not what it yes. is now. Like yes. It's just a true like young Spaniard over in the States uh, playing some professional golf. So other notes from that, uh, co-leader after 54 holes. Do you guys, guys know who it was? Monty. No. Phil. Mike Weir. Mm. Shot 80 in the final round. <laughs> uh, T3rd, Stuart Sink, Jay Haas. Fifth place, Nick Price. Uh, sixth place, Monty, Bob Estes. T8, Jim Furyk, and the Volcano, Steve Pate. So good, stuff. good stuff. Does good that stuff. conclude your research? That concludes my research. Great I believe stuff. I was Great responsible stuff. for 2000's Masters that I just found out beforehand, but I think we can maybe <laughs> that, crowdsource that. And that's all going to double as part one, Journey of the Cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'll take it from here if you're willing to pass the reins oh, on please. into. Uh, so you got to remember, my era starts post Y2K. Everything else that you did was pre Y2K. Um, so it's a different world. Tiger opens up 2000. He's having himself a, a year, if you will, right off the bat. Uh, he began with a dramatic win at the Mercedes Championship, mm. followed it with a win at the AT and T, and an even more dramatic final round 64 holes uh, Monday finish holes a shot on the 15th hole to run down Matt Gogol. Uh, which that that poor guy. <laughs> that was one of my favorite final rounds of all time. Watching that, that, that was, was just such wild. A, that was a clinic that that the cat put on. T two at the Buick Invitational, which is honestly kind of shocking considering what's about to follow. Phil won that one. T eighteen at Riv always struggled there. Which, Second at the match play. Sorry, that was two thousand. Mm-hmm. Is that the one where Phil broke his six tournaments in a row? 
streak? Uh, I don't believe so. No, six tournaments in a row, I think, was like 2006-ish. He won six in a row in 06. Oh, okay. Yeah. T18 at Riv always struggled there. Second at the match play. Do you remember who beat him at the 2000 match play final? Nick O'Hearn. That was my guess, and it is not right. <laughs> <laughs> he beat him in the first round one That's year. That's right. Yeah. I can't remember. Monty. Darren Clark. Oh, oh, sure. I had totally forgotten sure. that. He won the Bay Hill Invitational that year. He got second at the players, too. 2000? Yeah. Uh, Duval? Guys. Elk? Come on. DJ? <laughs> 2000 players. <laughs> There's so many people screaming at their at their speakers in their car right now. Hal Sutton? Yes. Oh, duh. oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen for sure. Recent <laughs> podcast guest. Um, if we get to the Masters, I would. It's safe to say the, the hand hype. up. That yeah. we, we yeah. should have got that one. <laughs> That's on me, dog. The hype is getting real. Uh, coming off of, of the success to start the year and his recent win at the uh, PGA Championship, he goes out in the first round of the 2000 Masters. And shoots a 75. Stinks. It's not going to do Can't it. play for me. He ends up finishing uh, six shots back. He makes a little run on the weekend, but he just was too far back. Uh, the 2000 Masters was won by? VJ. VJ. VJ Singh. Uh, Ernie big, second. The big Fijian. Duval was third uh, with Lauren Roberts. So. The boss in the moss. So that, that, not winning that one would end up sticking out by the end of the year. But we go Phil to. was second? Ernie was second. Ernie was second. Okay. Yeah. Can, can I quickly interject? Sure. I, that. Tied for second at the uh, Buick. Yeah, that was his. He had won six PGA starts in a row. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. All right. Um, Good stuff, man. Yeah. (laughs) T fourth the Byron Nelson then goes on in June, or I believe this was in May of 2000. This is when things change. He goes up and wins the Memorial by five. So it's three weeks. This is three weeks before the United States. Were you there? The 100. I was. The, this was actually, no, the year before is the year I wrote on his shirt. Yeah. Uh, Perhaps things will change. Yeah. So this is three weeks before the U.S. Open, the 100th U.S. Open Championship at Pebble Beach, um, which if we can, a quick aside, the, the major locations for that year, of course, Augusta National to start the year, Pebble Beach for the 1,000th U.S. Open, St. Andrews. The 1,000th U.S. Open? Or it's 100th U.S. Open. God damn. St. Andrews God damn. for the, you know, the even number 2,000 Open Championship and. Valhalla in Kentucky, the Jack Nicholas course, which is going to stick out by the end of this. So what do you think Tiger's uh, odds are going into the 2000 U.S. Open? Uh, Three to one. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, eight to five. It's three to one, exactly. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Play that bit back. No, 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 no. So he's three to one. Duval, 14 to one. Ells, 16 to one. Phil, 16 to one. Monty, 18 to one. Three to one. Do you know how unlikely it is to win a golf tournament? <laughs> three to one. Three to one. Uh, I was going back. I was trying to find a true odds on favorite. He doesn't quite reach there. But if you remember that week, um, there was a, a, a 21 gun salute from the 18th fairway honoring 99 right. champion. Payne Stewart, who was no longer with us, guys uh, hit tee shots from the 18th fairway into Stillwater Cove. Tiger did not appear for that. He teed off for a practice round 20 minutes before the ceremony. Jack Nicholas was asked to take Payne's spot in the traditional pairing with Paul Laurie and David Gossett. Of course he accepted that. Ah, David Gossett could have kind of been a what-if guy. The tournament starts. It is uh, soft, soft conditions to start, and... You know, Johnny Miller is out following Tiger and Marco Mira during a practice round and kind of notices how well Tiger's hitting it and says to 
Marco and Marco Mira like mentions it to Marco Mira. Marco Mark's like, yeah, he's going to win this tournament like by a lot. So fast forward to the fifteenth tee on Thursday, Johnny Miller, uh, Tiger's got a good round going. He's four or five hundred at that point, and he says, "I think Tiger Woods is going to break every record imaginable, and he's going to win this by a big margin." This is this is the introduction of Tiger using the solid core golf ball. This is right? he started that I believe at. He talked about it at the 2000 Memorial during a rain delay, how like um, he was allowed to basically get out of his ball deal to like try, figure out using the solid core ball. And yeah, things ended up going very well. <laughs> so he shoots a first round 65. He only leads by one over uh, uh, Miguel Anel Jimenez. He got the uh, benefit of the draw on day one. But second round, a huge fog uh, delays things. Conditions are really tough. He tees off at 440 local time because of the fog delay. And this is going to play kind of a factor. Not really a factor because he wins by 15. But it, it uh, sets up sets things in motion for the rest of the week. He uh, hits. He finishes the day trying to get in hole, as many holes in as he can. And it's really dark as he plays the 12th. Much darker than the cameras make it look. And hits a shot that nobody – like the announcers are like, he's not going to hit this. Hits the shot on 12. And they're like, surely – the horn blows. Uh, surely he's not going to finish this. He'll putt it tomorrow morning. Tiger says he had the speed of the greens down, and he didn't want to relearn them the next morning. Hits the putt in the dark, drains the birdie putt. Tiger's irises were wide open. Um, <laughs> gets to the then the next morning. So he's got to come out super early the next morning, and this is going to, again, play a factor because that night he gets to the 18th tee at nine under par. But the night before, he had uh, been spending some time in his hotel room, had his clubs in there with him, takes three golf balls out of his bag to practice putting on his hotel room floor. He does not put the golf balls back in his bag. And after he hit a wedge on the 15th hole, he took a ball out of play because it was scuffed. You've got to remember this is square groove era. Of course. Hits a wedge and it scuffs the ball so bad, and he tosses the ball to a kid. And uh, Stevie goes and reaches into the bag and feels that there's two golf balls left. And so Tiger gets to 18 with two golf balls and steps up and snap hooks one directly into the cove. He lets out four expletives. I don't know what they are, but it's a clear beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Stevie reaches into, he, he says, uh, ball. He walks back to it. He goes, ball. Stevie reaches in and grabs the last golf ball that they have in the bag and hands it to him. And here's Stevie describe it as just like the look on his face too as he's describing it uh, later on is just like I'm wondering I'm going to be carrying the bag in from here. This is it. This is the end of my career. He's like Tiger, maybe we ought to hit an iron. He's like no ball. Hits a driver and just lets it loose. Finds the fairway out there, and uh, he doesn't tell Tiger until they're signing their cards on Sunday. And so Tiger signs the card, gives it to him. He goes, "All right, what the hell happened Saturday morning?" And that's when Stevie tells him they were out of golf balls. <laughs> Jesus. Can you imagine if the 2000 US Open never happens because he ran out of balls? So yeah. they, they. So if he if he did, what would have happened? So they. So Tiger's ball. Because oh, all the trucks are gone, right? It bounced around. I think he could have. And you I, can't like go to the pro shop because nobody you can. sells his. But nobody sells can like the you? Tiger prototype. Yeah. Yeah. That's like he true. had like the crazy straight from Nike. I think you could have ball. sprinted to the locker. I think you could have. I think you're right. But so, it would have had to be like literally. The exact same ball, you know. Yes, I mean? but so they're also saying Stevie would have been down there with a snorkel in a in Stillwater Cove trying to find the ball if like that had if he had hit another one in there. Which yeah, it's one of the great that should have been a, a what if if what if Tiger hit one more hook into Which the water. I could see Stevie <laughs> ripping Tiger off his shirt and happen. doing that, yeah. like, <laughs> like an abalone diver. <laughs> well, so um, the, but the rule is if you run out of balls in your bag, 
your 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 SOL, right? Yeah, you can't well, go think, to the pro shop or I go to your you, locker. I think you can. I think you can. within turn, like a reasonable time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't think you can take like two hours, but right. I think if it's like a ten minutes, like run to the locker room, run back. I think you're okay. okay. That would be sick if Stevie just set off in a dead sprint. Do you think Tiger would have done it just because he's faster than Stevie? Just to prove he's faster. Well, you can't bring a ball back into play that you've like publicly declared out of play. No, you can. Like, could, could, I, they, could he have like, gotten that ball back? What from would that be kid? faster, That's like true. run to the locker room or like track Find down that kid somewhere on the property? Presumably, the kids following the group. Yeah, but... that's interesting. I hadn't thought. Hey, of that. kid, well, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna need that ball back. I'll give you a fucking club <laughs> if you give yeah. me that ball back. Um, God, that's a good story. The kid, kids doing deals. <laughs> so, at day, everyone goes backwards except the cat. Conditions really did get tough that day. He shoots 69. He now leads by six over Thomas Bjorn and Miguel. Round two finished up on Saturday as the Thursday, as the weather on Thursday led to a bunch of delays. So, only 63 players make the cut. Uh, U.S. Open tradition is top 60 in ties, plus anyone within 10 shots. There were 17 players within 10 shots of the lead. 10 shot rules the past. So Cat's got to wait seven hours before resuming play that Saturday afternoon. Conditions get ramped up even more. The wind's blowing super hard. The rough's bordering out of control. Greens are firm. And Cat comes out in like this tan shirt with a tan vest. And the vest is like wool. And it's like coming apart. It's like because it's kind of wet. I don't know what. It is a, not a good look. The cat was shedding. Um, it was. It looked like it was ready to shed. Can I can I propose something? Sure. I think the ten shot rule should go both ways. If you're not within ten shots, you automatically get cut. Too. So if there it was would be only, seventeen, it should be guys, a firm and firm guys. and fast ten shot rule. Um, yeah, I agree. So, anyways, he uh, cat he comes out and he triples the third hole. He balloons a shot from the middle of the fairway. Shout out to Dustin Johnson. It stops on the edge of the of the bunker. He hits a the chip doesn't even move it. It's another bad chip, hits a poor chip, and then misses the putt and That's makes the triple. TC way. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, is he flustered? Is he, oh my God, what happens? And he walks off the green laughing, and they flash the scoreboard, and he's still leading by five because <laughs> everybody was falling apart. So no worries. That's he shoots, how the mega boast is going to happen. He shoots. You have to be eight under. Hell yeah. And just make a triple. <laughs> <laughs> he shoots an even par 71. Uh, he now leads by 10 shots over Ernie Els going into the final round. Who Ernie shot 68 on that Saturday, which was the best round of the day. I think it was, sorry, I skipped ahead. I think on Friday, he hits that tee shot in the right rough, and he hits the seven iron out of the thick rough that goes over the tree, up the hill, to the front of the green, and he misses the eagle putt. That's where Roger Maltby gives his famous, it's just not a fair fight. That's on six? That's on six, yeah. So comes out final round, makes nine straight pars. You know, nobody loves making pars in the final round. Anytime you can start a major with eight or nine pars, like it, you'll take that. Birdie's the tenth, birdie's the twelfth, the thirteenth, the fourteenth gets it all the way to twelve under par. The first player in history to get to twelve under par. Finishes with all pars for the round. That was his goal for the day was not make any bogeys, and he makes about a twelve to fifteen footer. Uh, side winding putt on 16 after flying the green to stay bogey free. And that's when he fist pumps and does like this glare up at the camera as if somebody had wronged him in some way. Uh, <laughs> only player who finishes under par for the week, 12 under par, ties the lowest score ever in the U.S. Open. And all of the others that, that he tied were all par 70s. This was par 72. 15-shot victory is, of course, the largest in major championship history. Miguel and Ernie finished tie for second. Bill Barnwell concluded that the performance was the greatest in a major since 1960. I'd imagine that's just as far back as his data goes. 
His score of 272 is 4.12 standard deviations better than the mean of the field he competed against. So more than a half standard deviation better than than the winner of any other major in that period. I'm not a mathematician, but that sounds impressive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> math magician. Um, so weirdly, I am a math magician, yes. <laughs> between some of these major wins is actually when he had his the, the, uh, the only times he struggled during this year. He had a T23 at the Advil Western Open uh, between the majors. Shout out to Coghill. So we, of course, go to the home of golf, where he is the favorite going into it at the old course. What is it? What are his odds to win the championship? Two to one. one eight, eight to five. One, <laughs> 1.5 to one to win the title. Ernie's 10 to one. Monty, 15 to one. Duval, 18 to one. We know that he goes on to win four consecutively, but as a 24-year-old, again, important to remember this time, he's looking to be the youngest ever to complete the career Grand Slam. Only Jack Nicholas had won the U.S. Open at Pebble and the Open Championship at the Old Course. Uh, he said beforehand in his press conference, if there's two tournaments you ever want to win, it's the U.S. Open at Pebble and the Open at the Old Course. This was Jack's last Open for the first time. Didn't he come back? First-ass <laughs> Jack. Uh, course was firm and fast, and the bunkers had been redone, and they were way, way tougher than anyone had ever seen before. Jack said in his press conference, they outdid themselves. The quote was, they're very, very, very difficult. Toughest I've ever seen, which was bordering was, on complaining about them. Tiger's quote? That was Jack's, Jack's, quote. Jack's quote. Tiger didn't have much to say about the bunkers other than uh, when asked about the bunkers, he said, I was in one every day that I've been here. Uh, they were all on the practice screen. Yeah, I didn't really see much of the bunkers. I was too busy winning. Well, Jack needs to take his own advice. It wasn't he the one who always said, like, if you're complaining about conditions, I know I've already got you beat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that might have been pre-2000s, Jack. Yes. Uh, but, yes, Tiger Woods famously avoided all 112 bunkers at the old course at St. Andrews en route to his victory. So, um, Barbara, these bunkers. <laughs> I can't play them. Uh, it's too much sun. It's all stacked up. I can't play. I don't know what they're doing. What's funny is the, the open championship film that's obviously clearly done by the RNA um, says Tiger is looking to join recent open champions at the old course, including Nick Faldo in 1990 and Seve in 84. <laughs> and others in 95. Clearly ignoring John Daly won there in 95. And others, too. Um, which is great. Tiger does not lead after day one. Who? Any guesses as to who leads the Open uh, after day one? Dennis Paulson. Ernie Els shoots a 66 and is six under. The cat is one back. Dennis Paulson was up there, though. He's wearing a yeah. Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> He's tied with... Uh, serious XM. Tied with Steve Flesh at five under. Uh, Ernie yeah, laughs. Steve Flesh from Northern Kentucky, by yeah. the way. So Ernie has a laugh in the press conference afterwards and says, well, if Tiger beats me by 15 from now, there should be an inquiry. He survived that quote. Uh, he would only beat him by nine from there. David, Tom, Steve Flesh, and Sergio all take the lead on Friday before the cat heads to the tee. So Jack, this happened at the U.S. Open too. Jack is finishing up on Friday as Tiger is, which I think they had to have organized. Uh, Tiger tees off in his round. And again, it happens off, Jack walks off the 18th green and Tiger's getting ready to tee off. And if you watch all of his tee shots on one that week, we can easily describe one as the widest fairway in the world, correct? He hits iron every day. Hits iron and lets loose vicious club twirls immediately after hitting the ball and not even bending down to pick up his tee. Uh, 
This is peak sauce. Who's the guy, the that, who's well. the guy that hooked out? Of, uh, was it Ian Baker Finch yes. that hooked out of bounds on one? Yeah. <laughs> tough, As someone who has also done that, I refuse to really? be part of it. You've heard that story? No. Uh, there's people walking in the in the crosswalk across the way, and uh, we had just asked the starter for permission to play the back tees. And I get to the I get to the top of my swing, and the starter yells at the people walking at full volume. You know how Scots yell for? <laughs> and I snap hooked it out of bounds and hit a car on the over on the left. He yelled at the top. Like, he's standing right next to me at the top of my swing. He goes and it was firm and fast and it went OB left. So you, she went OB left over by like the rustic hotel. It stopped her. underneath a car. Yeah. World number ones do that. Kind of I stuff, know. Man. Listen, it, when it gets windy and firm and fast and somebody, some Scotsman well, yells for How did you react? I was kind of like turned to him. And I'm like, what? What was that? He didn't say a thing. He didn't like acknowledge that he screamed in my swing. He's trying to protect the public. Good. I didn't want to take a mulligan in front of like 150 people. But yeah, that was, uh, I'm not even embarrassed by it. It was. So did you re-T? I think I took a, a drop from, from OB left. Scumbag. You're in Scott. It's not Ireland, man. Uh, it, I, it was on a route to like an 88, guys. I think we can let it slide, okay? So he says his first goodbye, or Jack says his first goodbye. The cat goes out in 66, opens up a three-shot lead over David Thompson. I, I go back and watch these highlights. It's so fun to watch him, how firm and fast it played that year, and kind of the lines he's taken. He's driving number 10, which is 380. He's just, like got to cover a certain bunker, and it runs up there forever. He drives 12 a bunch of the days, and he basically dominates all the same holes on repeat. Uh, Ernie shot even par in round two, and he's now five shots back. So bogey-free at the old course through 36 holes. So not only did he not hit any bunkers, but he's driving all these greens. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that would be the easiest way to hit it in the bunkers. Just like, oh, it's 380? Sweet. Let's just get one running 70 yards up there. Mm -hmm. And, like, it seems like accidentally, like, one of those has got to roll into one of those greenside bunkers. And they are, like, with how firm it is, that means more likely balls are going to roll in. They're not going to stop. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to David Toms. He was a menace. He was good. He was really good. He was like the poor man's version of David Duvall. He made so much money. Yes. Uh, second hole on Saturday. Tiger makes his first bogey in 63 holes in majors. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a methodical por- performance on Saturday is highlighted by a three-wood from the 14th fairway. Before it even apexes, he asks Stevie, that the shot you're talking about? <laughs> so, <laughs> Stevie, that's the shot you're talking about. <laughs> Stevie had told him to hit a uh, three-wood at the tower in the distance, Holding up, I believe, holding up a fade against the 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 wind coming off the right, and Tiger executed it perfectly. Uh, goes on two putts. He birdies the 14th every day. I'm pretty sure. Uh, shoots 67. Sits at 16 under. Six shots clear of Thomas Bjorn and David Duvall. He opens up Sunday with an awkward red vest over a different color red short sleeve shirt. Sure. And, and you know people don't remember that because by the end of it, he's got the crispy, iconic red sweater on by the end of the day. But uh, yeah, he, he struggled with some of the some of the vesting options during this time period. This was when he had that weird logo. Yeah, the weird like thing on the yeah. side of his hat, yeah. which I don't think has ever been. Well, it's hard to know that the uh, when you know when the the shares vest like the time yeah. time frame. Yeah, that's gotta, remember, be a difficult was, thing to understand. It's post Y two K though. He, well, yeah. true. Um, I need to go back and watch this. Well, one. So I like, forgot to mention this. Ones I need to watch. It's yes, cat navigating like peak cat navigating the greatest course in the history of the world. 
So I forgot to mention this at the U.S. Open. He opened that Sunday with that tan vest over the red short sleeve shirt. The woolly one from Saturday, same one, but like a thick layer of fuzz coming off the sweat. He opened the day with that. I think by the time he reached the tee, he had it off. But gosh, that would have been some tough imagery. Um, <laughs> so Could have tainted the whole win. Really tough. Imagine if the marine layer came back in. <laughs> what happens in 2000, you know, obviously we know he wins by a, a comfortable margin. But Duval birdies two of the first three, gets within four. He birdies the seventh to get within three. And he has a putt to get within two of the lead on number 10. And he loses by eight. He left the 12th green down by six. Um, That's a tough thing. Cat puts the iconic red sweater on. Duvall finds the road hole bunker. It takes him four to get out. He makes an eight. He comes oh. home in 43 and finishes T11. I, actually, I do remember that. Cat uh, cruises to a final round 69, sets the major championship scoring record at 19 under. Uh, wins by eight over Thomas Bjorn and Ernie Els. Who would be waiting there greenside for the, for the cat at this time period uh, as, after he wins? Ricky. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, well done. Uh, Marco Mira? Uh, Marco Mira's there. A young Mark Steinberg is up on the steps as well. Uh, his Kalk. mom is there. Mark Kalkovecki is waiting there. Joanna Jagoda. Oh, of course. His this girlfriend was like the, the biggest revelation of yeah. that book was that he had this long-term girlfriend for like Three or four years, right? Yeah, it was that a long I time. Literally, had never heard of Joanna Jagoda. Yeah. yeah, and so like he kept it incredibly private. But the like the old pictures there, I'm like, oh my god, that that's Joanna Jagoda. She was a student, right? She was going to like Pepperdine or uh, uh, Stanford, Stanford or something. No, not one Stanford. of the West. I think Pepperdine. Cal Berkeley or something or, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, something like that. So missed all 112 bunkers, and then yeah, the quote about that afterwards. And uh, he's in the press conference or in the ceremony afterwards. He come, he's talking about coming back to defend his title next year already. So. Joanna Jagoda. <laughs> That's her name. I yeah. see her. <laughs> Google she, confirmed. She I see Joanna, mate. <laughs> she right, works for so a we're, big bag. We're halfway through. So, yeah. and that She looks a lot like Elon. We could spend a, lot. a lifetime <laughs> talking about that stretch, but I just want to point out, you know, for as much as, as dominant as Tiger is in majors. So he wins his first one by 12, his third one by 15, and his fourth one by eight. He never wins another one by more than five, okay? And the the rest of his his other major wins are one-stroke playoff, two strokes, three strokes, three strokes, playoff, five strokes, two strokes, five strokes, two, playoff, one. So like the, in that, that gap, it, it doesn't come back. Like We'll never probably see dominance like that stretch. The cat's lost, he lost his fastball. That was Pete Cat. Yeah, that was it. I mean, that Started was just getting crowned. a complete <laughs> exhibition. So, again, he has a T11 at the Buick after that. Uh, this is his only start in between. So, in the in the year 2000, he he played 20 events, 17 top 10s. <laughs> <laughs> he played 20 events, 15 of which were Buick. Yeah. <laughs> four majors. How he, many Buick cars do you think he had? Honestly, probably not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> no, but like that he won, didn't didn't he? Oh, I'm sure. Right, yeah. and I wonder what he did with him. We had to Valhalla. That's a that's a question. Who, I'd who, like an answer. Who, to. Some who, rich who people knows, demolition right? derbies or something. What'd you say? Some sort of rich people demolition derby or something. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's why it's sick. It could be a million different things. We head to Valhalla. Uh, what are Tiger's odds to win the PGA Championship at Valhalla? Eight to five. <laughs> Randy's are sharp. Six to five. Eight to five. (laughs) You were thinking of that one initially. Yeah, exactly. Eight to five. Which is nuts. Does anybody bet? I don't care. Does anybody place? Oh, yes. Everybody. Is this when like Tiger and field bets start getting popular too? Pretty much. So, but this like at this point, and I know he goes on to win it, but Tiger is a sucker bet. 
Like you don't yeah. bet on somebody to win a tournament at those odds. The so. Weehawk and Czar would never do that. Yeah. Phoenix Phil probably had a had a ticket on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ernie's twelve to one, Duval sixteen to one, Phil eighteen to one. So um, like if one guy's eight to five, how can anybody else be less than like thirty to one? I, 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 <laughs> you know I, what I, mean? I know. It's like no, well obviously but if they're if they're gonna do that, like yeah. he's for sure gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> so how could anybody else be? Um so Tiger is the defending champion at this event. So he's already coming in winning three out of four. Uh, no one had defended a PGA since 1937. Uh, no one had won three straight majors since Hogan in 53. Ernie came into this finishing second in each Jack of the first three, three majors. Jack never won three straight? Jack never won three straight. Maybe in the same year. It might be in the same year. Three straight majors in the same year. I don't think he ever won three straight majors. he ever did. That's no, six. he never. I don't think he did. Tiger opens with a 600 par 66. He's paired with VJ and Jack. Um, which, again, they're really jamming home. This is J- Jack's farewell tour this year. And uh, they're really jamming home this this passing of the torch. Hey, dog, it's been passed yeah. right? <laughs> at this point. Tiger is – somebody else shoots 66 on this day. Can anyone name who shot 60 – opening round? Major player in this going uh, – Bob May. It's not Bob May. Bob May shot 72 in round one. Thomas Bjorn. It is not Thomas Bjorn. Ernie Els. It is Scott Dunlap. Oh, Comes out and shoots 66. Cat shoots 67 in round two. He leads Dunlap only by one. Dunlap did not go. It took a long time for Dunlap to go away. Uh, Fred Funk, DL3, and J.P. <laughs> Hayes. But when he did go away. Yes. <laughs> J.P. Hayes. Away. Does anybody well, remember J.P. Hayes? He won the, he won the John Deere. One okay. year, didn't he? Um, Who could say? <laughs> TC Research Department is on it. Bob May shoots 66 in round two. Still five back. Okay. Uh, a 70 in round three for the cat includes a double and a bogey on the back. J.P. Hayes won the 2002 John Deere Classic by four strokes over Robert Gomez and remember. the 98 Buick Classic over Jim Furyk in a okay. playoff. That's um, a major win, the fifth major. So, again, 70 in round three for the cat includes a double and a bogey on the back. He had birdied 11 of the 12 par fives he played through the first three rounds. That's solid golf. Yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> Another 66 for Bob May. Uh, Dunlap still holding tight. He's one back going into the final round, but the cat and Bob May are paired together in, and I, I remember this final round differently than, than I did, uh, in rewatching it last night. So Tiger par five, second hole, Tiger bogeys the second and May birdies it. Bob May leads the PGA championship, uh, for all the running running away and hiding Tiger did. This would not be that on this day. Uh, May birdies the fourth hole. Uh, he leads the cat by two. Cat comes up. Birdies 7-8 and eight to tie the lead. Franklin Langham gets in the hunt. Anybody know that name? Yes. I remember it for sure. I, I, didn't, I never heard of that name. Never uh, heard of Franklin Langham? Oh, come Langham? on. I come can't on. say. I've I, heard I, the name. I can't tell you anything other than his name's Franklin Langham. I can't say. I, I, could, I couldn't tell you one Andy, what, what, what are we missing? What are we missing? Dallas? Augusta Native. Is, is, I can't is, tell you anything about him, but <laughs> I've seen the name multiple times. Um, I think he's cool, a tour man. winner. Yeah. Isn't he? Yeah, I think he may have won it. But the cat birdies. I mean, if he got in the PGA Championship, obviously he's got some Nine, accolades. Ninety-one Walker Cup won three times nationwide tour, and he's a two-time Georgia Open winner. You never heard of this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I somehow feel even better for not having heard of him. Uh, cat birdies ten and twelve, but Bob May birdies ten, eleven, and twelve. They Sheesh. get to the par. Uh, Bob May leads by one. They get to the uh, the long par three, fourteenth. Bob May stuffs a four iron. Makes the birdie. Cat uses the slope with also with a four iron. They're both hitting four iron into this hole, which surprised me. And he makes the birdie as well. So they both birdie with four irons, and Cat still trails by one, going to 15. Bob May hits it to four feet on 15, and Cat misses the green. He chips to 10 feet, 
and drains the clutch par putt. Bob May does not touch the hole from four feet on for birdie on 15. He would live to regret that. So again, he gets to 17, and Tiger still trails by one. Hits a great drive, stuffs a wedge from 94 yards, and makes birdie to go to the 18th hole tied. Where was the was 15 the, the walk it in putt? Or that was we'll in the get playoff. We'll sorry, get sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, May putt. So we, they get to 18. Uh, May puts it off the green to Wait, the very back. Of we're the just going to skip the fact that the the kid like throws his throws cat's ball back into play. No, we're not going to skip that. Okay. We're going to get to <laughs> that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Because that might be the ultimate. Finish the question. <laughs> We're gonna get to that. Um, so Tiger hits it. Uh, I'm sorry. May puts it off the green to the back and hits the, <laughs> hits his putt from the back of the green. I believe it is it Ken Venturi or someone that says somebody's while the putt's in motion says, "Oh no!" Like it. It's not. <laughs> it looked horrible. Like there was no way that putt was going in, and it somehow breaks back into the hole. Drano. He's in at 18 under par. Shoots 66 three straight days, and now Tiger's looking at a left-to-right breaker, five-foot putt, six-foot putt, whatever it is, to get into the playoff. 18 is a sweet hole. He, of course, makes it. Uh, he would later describe it as, oh, my mom could make this putt. <laughs> <laughs> but low-key, Tiger had to play the last 12 holes in seven under to get into a playoff with Bob Mack. Good Lord. Bob uh, Mack was a killer. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Dog, maybe. <laughs> Definitely, brand new, definitely a dog. Who did he kill? <laughs> wow, listen. Brand new, uh, brand new format for the PGA Championship playoff. It's a three-hole format. They go back to the 16th hole. Bob May hits a bad tee shot, a bad second shot, and hits a pitch from like 50 yards, and it almost goes in. He hits it to five inches. Crowd goes nuts. Tiger's got a 25-footer from the right. The ball is way out, way outside the ballpark. Starts running after it, drains it, does the point. Most important, we can all say from that, the security guard in the background goes nuts. <laughs> <laughs> the moment we'll never forget. Uh, after some pars on 17, Cat steps up to 18 and dead pulls his tee shot, looks very nervous about it. The ball rolls up a cart path. Somebody, some uh, volunteer goes sprinting after it, and all of a sudden the ball pops out the bottom of the hill and starts rolling backwards down like the cart path. Like straight up, after, after the fact, Tiger should have, renounced that, that he should have withdrawn yeah, yeah that that was so was it gonna be ob or was it gonna be lateral it was going to be in the rough oh no, 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 no. it's it like a the, big bush. it was a but it was like a cart path like well, he was so, he was in like the native you in, know, in the, this the, theory the Kentucky would, bluegrass <laughs> in this theory uh the the tc is willing to put forward here i, <laughs> I could see the volunteer intercepted the ball perfectly <laughs> avoiding the cameras it's as it's about to go in the bush and kicks it down the cart path Watch 50 the yards. Watch the video. You be the no, <laughs> The video is from the blimp, right? No, it's from the it's from up the a fairway. Tower. Yeah. I thought it was up I thought it was like I always remember being overhead, but it's just the tower. I the, whatever was on the highlight tape last night that I watched the, I think the, it's the, one of those big towers. Okay, big, it's from big. like up near the green almost. But you can see the ball bounding back down. Well, let's it let's looks take funky a pole. Itself. Who do you think the guy touched it? No. You don't? No. DJ. I, I don't have enough information to weigh in. This is one of those things that... I, I do. I for sure. <laughs> 100% beyond a reasonable doubt. It takes so little for these guys to believe any conspiracy theory. <laughs> I'm with these two. I don't, yeah. it. I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. Watch the video. You, just watch the video. Uh, I did just, I literally, I literally just watched, watched the video. TC's been watching some YouTube videos that explain it in a really good way. 
So Bob May has his chance. We don't know where Tiger's ball is as they go to tee off, but May is struggling with a left miss in this playoff. Put the left miss. He did put the left miss in play. (laughs) Snap hooks it. Basically ends up ends up on the front of the green uh, after missing. No, no players touch the fairway in eighteen. Go ahead, Randy. Can I from a Golf Digest story? by Alex Myers, uh, the broadcast crew, Ken Venturi and Jim Nance. Venturi says, what happened with that ball? Nance says, do you think someone either kicked it or threw it back in that direction? Venturi, I don't know. It didn't, Nance, it didn't react naturally, did it? Venturi, no, it didn't at all. Nance, I sure hope someone didn't slap it back. Well, he said he hopes they didn't. Yeah. Hit that effing conspiracy. No players touch the fairway in the 18th. Bob May has got a long putt from the front of the green up and over the ridge. It, it barely misses. <clears throat> Tiger hits a great pitch from the bunker uh, to about three feet and taps in to win uh, his third consecutive major championship. Are there any Are there any PGAs uh, scheduled at Valhalla in the near future? I don't believe so. We have this one. We got the weird Rory playing through thing. Mm-hmm. I if if it's the venue that. where just weird shit happens, sign yeah. me up. I'm it, all in. Yeah. It's a good. Uh, Great I, I think course. it's a good yeah. course for. All I can think, like all I can, saw I played there a couple months ago, and I can't, like, explain how bad we played. And so <laughs> naming all those holes, I'm just like, oh god. <laughs> then yeah, you hit it to five feet on fourteen. I'm like, all right, I made like a fucking seven there. <laughs> I made, like, ugh. great event for professionals, I'd say, or yeah. a good t- cor- t- course for tournaments. Totally. Would, it I seems to kind of breed like of space just too. shootouts. Yeah. yeah. Right. With like a bunch of like risk reward shots, which I'd rather see the PGA set up like that than yeah. Beth Page. I mean, any day of the week. So, to wrap up that season, he wins the NEC Invitational. He wins the Canadian Open, uh, a national open. That's the six iron. That's the right? six iron out of the bunker. Third at Disney, second at the Tour Championship, T five at the American Express. Twenty events played, won nine of them, seventeen top tens. Continue. Can I give a shout out to Thomas Bjorn? Sure. T two at St Andrews that year. Solo third at the PGA. Um, he's got he's got three T twos in majors. He sounds like he's oh, gonna make your, your Ryder Cup team. What's that? He sounds like he's gonna make your Ryder Cup team after our draft. He might. <laughs> <laughs> T two at the John Deere. T five. The uh, the twenty twenty four PGA is scheduled for Valhalla. Oh, there you go. Allegedly. Allegedly. Let's see what happens with the virus. <laughs> it's a fluid situation. So flipping the calendar over to two thousand and one. The masterpiece. We have eight months. Don't spoil it. We have eight months in between majors here. Tiger opens the first five events of the year with no wins. Golf World runs a What's Wrong with Tiger headline. (laughs) (laughs) Per Rick Riley. Uh, I didn't go actually go find the headline. But he wins Bay Hill and wins the players. An often forgotten part of the Tiger Slam is he won the players in the middle of winning four consecutive majors. So we go to Augusta National. What are Tiger's odds to win the Masters? We know what Randy thinks. Eight to five. Eight to five. Eight to five. One and a half to one. So seven so and a half. Very close. Just about. <laughs> three to two. Phil is eight to one. DL3 is 10 to one. VJ 12 to one. Ernie 15 to one. So Ben Hogan had given four in a row a shot. He had won three in a row in 53, but did not play the PGA that year because the Open and the PGA dates overlapped. So his next major would be the 54 Masters. What a world. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to play them all four, but I, think I couldn't. A lot of guys didn't I play I wanted them. to win the Grand Slam. Yeah, but like, yeah, I, I literally couldn't. Uh, take a steamship. <laughs> it's easy to forget. He lost in a playoff to Sam Snead at the 54 Masters, or else that would have been four in a row, the Hogan Slam. Uh, I think he did win the Hogan Slam. Three, you win three in a row, and you can't play the fourth. That's the Hogan Slam. Hogan. The cat shoots an opening round 70. 
he's in 15th place. The conditions were pretty easy. Is the is the streak still alive? He's never broken 70 in the first No, he's, uh, in 2010, I think he shot like 68, like the year that he has shot a 68 in round one. But did, yeah. did you mention Jack held three? He, he had a chance for a, what would be a Tiger Slam. He did. I did. I, I we what, what year was that? Cause I messed that up uh, earlier. Then. Seventy-one to seventy-two. Oh, he, he never won three in the same year, but he won. Uh, is that the year that the PGA and... was in January? If you want to keep going, yeah, I'll, I think I'll that there's a there's you. a weird little anomaly in there where they, I think, because it was at PGA National and they didn't want to do that in August, so they had the PGA like in January or February. In at some point in the seventies. That's sick. Yeah, <laughs> and Jack did win, so that that might be it right there. So. Somebody opens up with a first round 65, somebody we've recently discussed on this podcast as having some what if moments at Augusta National. And we don't even think we mentioned this. Who shot 65 in round one? Greg Norman. Kenny Perry. DeMarco. Chris DeMarco. Shoots 69 in round two. But Tiger shoots 66. Lefty shoots a 69 with a double on 12. You know, this one doesn't get forgotten as a, as a what could have been for, for Mickelson. You go back and watch these highlights, you're like, oh, my God, he should have won this by, like, seven. Duvall made a move with a 67 and sat in fourth. Go to round three. Tiger shoots a 68, takes the lead at 12 under par. Phil is one back at 11. DeMarco and Kalkovecki at 10. Duvall, Ernie, and Cabrera all at nine under. Heading into the final round. Phil has just a crazy amount of misses on that Saturday. The highlights show qu- three sh- putts he misses from inside of three feet. Sick. That is sick. But he That's like my childhood on him. <laughs> so God, the, this guy this guy stinks. He never man. makes any putts. <laughs> Instead of thinking, wow, he hits it really close. <laughs> uh he birdies 17 and 18 to get into the final group with the cat. And he says in his press comments afterwards, I desperately want this. Of course I want this. I wanted to play with him. Uh, and as he said that, I was like, I hope when they wrote up that quote that they used a capital H on him. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and then Tiger was asked about something similar, like, "What you know, is this how you want it? He's like, no, I'm focused on my round. <laughs> um, and this was when Tiger would really be a, like, he, he would be a dick at really unnecessary times. But people thought this, it was awesome. Yeah, he had this look on his face as he's getting, he's getting ready to answer your question, and you can tell he's getting ready to troll you. <laughs> Somebody in the presser that night is like, is this how you would have scripted it, you know, with world number two, playing the same group as you're, uh, you know, going for the Tigers? And before the question even gets finished, he goes, no. <laughs> and everybody erupts in laughter. And he's like, well, would you rather have a 10-shot lead? He's like, well, if we're dreaming, why not more? If we're dreaming, right? Why just 10? And everyone's laughing. It's like, is, do people actually think that's funny? It's like ironically funny now. Anyways, so all those missed putts, Phil ends up losing by two, and he leaves Shots just all, all over the golf course. Tiger shows up on that Sunday wearing those really weird small sunglasses. <laughs> uh, rolls up in a golf cart looking just not cool. Looking like Morpheus. Yes, the that's pretty much it. Uh, the, I've, I've seen the highlight of this one, so, the Masters film of this one so many times, but because they show everyone arriving, and Phil gets out of the car. He's like, hey, how you guys doing? Good day. And Tiger pulls up in the golf cart and like, hey, Tiger, how you doing? He just goes, good. And walks right by him and goes straight into the locker room. The broadcast, you go find it on YouTube. It is less than three hours long. They come into the onto the air well into the final round. Duvall comes out and goes ape shit. Birdies seven of the first ten holes. He has just one par in that stretch, made a couple bogeys as well. But Tiger makes the turn and is tied for the lead with Duvall, and Phil is one back. So this is Duvall just birdie number ten. So God, Duvall is the best. Um I- 
They get to number 12. Duval, so and this is what they need to bring this back. At this time period, they were big, still in on the guy hits a shot. We're following the ball in the air, but the little picture in picture box on the player's reaction. Tiger hits a shot on the 12. It goes long. In the meantime, Duval has hit 13 and two, uh, but he has three putted. Big, big what if there. Tiger goes long on 12, snaps at Stevie and says, You wanted me to hit it hard, huh? Uh, <laughs> pitches out of the bunker, misses his par putt, and is tied for the lead with Duvall. And Cat's just like pissed. If you're in that back bunker on 12 and you had 10 balls, how many do you think you'd hit in the water? 11. <laughs> I, I'm, like all of them. I don't know how I could possibly stop one on the green. He talked about that in the presser. He's like, this could be my tournament right here. If I, if I land this a foot farther than what I think, I could, could go in the water. That would be so scary. So we get to 13, and, and lefty stands up and hits an awesome high fade around the corner, hits it right in the middle of the fairway. And Tiger sets up and aims right of where TC would have aimed. Like He closes <laughs> his stance so hard and takes the hardest rip at driver and hits this moon ball draw and the has draw. 182 yards in. Like it is, It truly is where he like won the tournament. Uh, hits an eight iron in and two putts for birdie, both he and Phil birdie. Uh, so Duval birdie's 15. He goes to 16 just super pumped up. You can just tell he's pumped up, as pumped as Duval gets. And he hits the shot that Bones would later go on to describe as the shot that everyone hits their first real time in contention at Augusta. You get to 16, you're pumped up. There's just something weird about the air there that makes everybody go long. And Duval would later describe it as he hit the best shot of his life on 16, and it goes long, and he made bogey. It's the Icarito Vortex. Yes, it is. <laughs> so this is kind of he, – he talks about how that, that shot that Duval hit would later contribute to Phil winning in 04 because they, they hit one less club in 2004 because they've seen so many players go long. So that's the big what if for Duval. I mean, Tiger ends up winning by two, but that, would, that dropped Duval back – one of Tiger, and then so Tiger hits fifteen and two. He has twenty five feet for eagle. He three jacks it. He missed like a three foot birdie. Heads to sixteen, one up. Phil hits a shot, stops on the top right of the green. Tiger hits a shot that lands maybe six inches from Phil's, and it takes the slope and goes down to the bottom. Phil three putts. Tiger two putts. Uh, this is coming off a birdie on fifteen for Phil. So he and wasn't what's Phil it. at at this point? Is he two? Is he so Phil? Phil is one back okay. on 16. Now he's now he's two, two back. back. On to Stinky Nandina. So <laughs> Duvall, nothing happens on Stinky Nandina. Uh, Duvall <laughs> Thank you. Stuff, <laughs> usual. stuffs it on 18. Like hits an unbelievable, a great shot into six feet. Doesn't touch the hole with the putt. Misses it. 67. Shoots 67 with three bogeys. Cat hits a 330-yard drive up the hill on 18. He's got a one-shot lead. They would go on to change the hole after that. Uh, hits the green. Makes the putt, iconic slam, iconic fist pump in the air, wins the Tiger Slam. Duval's score would have won fifty nine of the previous sixty five Masters. <laughs> I love I love the stats like that. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> Interesting stat from this time period: Tiger doesn't miss a cut from ninety eight until two thousand five, and in in majors no, or in, in period. <laughs> He played 20 events in 2000. Guess how many top 25s he had? All of them. 20. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's it. That is the Tiger Slam. Yeah, so I had uh, what's, I think, often like a kind of an afterthought in the in the Tiger Majors career. I had post-Tiger Slam through 2004. And uh, there's a lot of interesting things that happened, a lot more interesting things than I quite remember, candidly. So, uh, of course, Tiger wins four in a row, capping off 
at the 2001 Masters, the masterpiece, as uh, Sports Illustrated called it. And that takes us to the 2001 U.S. Open at? 2001 U.S. Opens at Southern Hills. Southern Hills. That's correct. The first, Goose. Uh, first, a word about Southern Hills. Um, Goose. Didn't Retief Goose Retief Goosen was your champion. Oh. Yeah. Also known as the Goose. In a playoff? <laughs> correct. With Mark Brooks? You nailed it. Exactly right. It was hot AF. Right? Hot, uh, this wasn't the super hot one. I think that was Literally the PGA. all news to me. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> first, Stuart Sink missed an 18, yeah, 18 inch putt. Yeah, he missed that. He three jacked 18. Yeah. No, he actually eagled 18, I believe. No, he missed no, the he short missed, putt. He, he to missed go into the playoff. Yeah, he like went up to tap Stuart one in. Sink? And he, he missed it to get into the playoff with Mark Brooks and, and Retief Goosen. All right, I could be wrong, but I thought I was looking at the hole by hole score. This is the one where Goosen. Maybe Eagled 18 one of the days. Yeah. yeah. Goosen missed like the short putt to win it. Listen, I was very tiger focused on this. And they were in the same group. Like Stuart Sink went to go finish his putt. And because like get out of the way for Goosen to make his short putt to win the US Open. And Goose and Sink missed like the 18 incher. And people were saying, like, whoa, he must have put the image in Goosen's head of a, of a short missed putt because Goosen missed. And then it took a while for Sink to realize he had just missed a putt. That would have put him in an 18 hole playoff. Oof. Mark Brooks. This is news to me, and that is a decidedly tough scene. Yeah. Uh, before we get into too much, uh, a word about Southern Hills, um, which I didn't really, I didn't really realize this. this it's kind of like um, I think Olympic Club is kind of like this. One of those ones where you got like some very heavy favorites coming in, and they never seemed to win. It was always, uh, always the guys who were kind of like, oh, all right, well, speaking that of heavy, wasn't what I wanted to happen. Do you want to guess at what Tiger Woods' odds were for this tournament? Uh, eight to five. Six to five. This mm. is the lowest one yet. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> what were Retief Goosen's odds is the real question, and it will surprise you. No, he another... was a fucking menace coming in. He'd won like six of his last 24 starts or something. Uh, another bit of I'll Southern Hills 15 to one. trivia. It's where Whitey Bulger organized a, a mob hit. Uh, if you've seen the movie Black yeah, Mass, I forgot about that. That was at Southern Hills when they knock off. What's the Highly game? Yeah, yeah, they, Highly sweet. Yeah, they. Ever, I guess the, the owner of Highly was a a guy that lived in uh, Tulsa. He, he belonged to Southern Hills, and uh, they just whacked him in the parking lot. Yeah, great, in, great pull. I believe. Yeah, it wasn't in my notes either. But anyway, sorry. Back to Tiger. <laughs> Retief Goosen was four to one. Whoa! Because he was not listed, he was part of Field. Oh, this is according to sportsoddhistory.com. So yeah, Southern Hills, a, a place where some strange winners. You had 1958 peak of kind of Arnold Palmer mania. Tommy Bolt wins. Uh, 70 and 77 peak of the Jack hysteria. You had Dave Stockton and Hubert Green. 82, I think Tom Watson, you know, would be kind of the 82 PGA. Uh, Ray Floyd wins. Not, not exactly a no name. And then 94, you've got, you know, Faldo just kind of doing his thing. Nick Price wins. Again, quite a quite a a stout name there, but uh, also the site of the 1996 Tour Championship. Anyone remember what happened in Tiger's life during the 1996 Tour Championship? In Tiger's life? In Tiger's life. Turns pro. No, no he he's already qualified. Oh, did he? Uh, no, this was at. Let me just tell you, Earl, <laughs> Earl has a heart attack. Oh. at Southern Hills or in Tulsa after round one. Tiger spends the whole night with him in the hospital, comes out in round two, shoots like, what did he shoot, 78, I think. Just bad vibes at uh, bad vibes at Southern Hills. Uh, so he's coming in trying to win his fifth in a row, and this is from SI Golf Plus. Uh, he returned last week ask, acting as if nothing could distract him, not even Earl, who overswung on his pre-open rhetoric and cranked a few metaphors OB. 
of his son's recent play. Uh, Tiger had won five of his last six starts heading into Tulsa. Earl said, it's like watching an artist after 10 years of education and practice in his craft. There's a mastery of the stroke, a more subtle blending of the colors. His fellow players can best appreciate what he's accomplishing. A layman looks at a Rembrandt and says, oh, those colors are beautiful. The curator of a museum sees 20 times the detail, the craft, the beauty. So that was like... That's like a really good quote. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Where's, where's the part where we can argue with that? I took I took issue with him cranking uh, cranking that metaphor. Ob, I thought he kind of split the fairway. To is be this honest, cats uh, like synthetic cubism period. Or something? <laughs> it's a great question. I, I, that that's a metaphor we could debate whether that caught the fairway or not. But so if, if you wanted to flip through the pages of SI, Tiger was uh, actually adjacent to the main game story in SI, and that would be for announcing a partnership with Upper Deck Playing Cards uh, that launched that yeah, way. You're so, a big Upper Deck guy. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's li- literally why I put it in there. Uh, that's maybe, maybe a story for the Nest podcast. Tiger, the, the headline, Stray Cat, uh, finishes, finishes seven strokes back in a tie for 12th. Uh, he was just av- a shot inside the cut line after Friday, so... Obviously disappointing. Looks like there's not going to be five in a row. Uh, although Tiger does go 69-69, nice, on the weekend. Second best of all the players. That's going to be a theme over my chunk here is, like, every time he has a bad round, he bounces back with insane stuff. It's it's He never has a bad week. I remember distinctly saying after he won the Masters, I was like, is it a Tiger Slam? Is it a Grand Slam? I'm like, guys, it doesn't matter. He's going to win the next three as well. <laughs> I, I legitimately thought he was going to win the next three majors and just do seven in a row. It, it wasn't that far off. He... he Almost won like the he almost won like twelve in a row, but we'll we'll get to there. Just a couple other quick notes. Paul Azinger finished T five, kind of cool. Uh, anyone know who the low am was? I love the low am stuff. It's the best. Two thousand one, James Driscoll, U.S. Open. No, it's a good guess. Georgia Tech guy, Kuch? Matt Kuchar, Matt Kuchar. Bryce Mulder. Bryce Mulder is exactly correct. Uh, a couple of quotes from the cat. To be honest with you, I played as hard as I could. I tried on every shot. There's no regrets. I don't think people really understand how difficult it is to keep putting yourself in there and the stress it puts on you coming down the back nine on Sunday with a chance to win. More often times than not, it just wears you out. So there will five in a row is not to be. We move on to the 2001. One of the few humanizing quotes. Yeah, I would say so too. From the, from the cat that I've heard. 2001 Open Championship at Royal Lytham. This, of course, won by David Duvall. First and second round leader, Monty. Though I would say this tournament maybe should be best known for the fact that uh, – of what happened in the final round? Anybody remember a weird bit Ian of Woosnam, too That's, many clubs in the back. Exactly right. Ian Woosnam tee, right? playing in the final group on Sunday. His caddy reminds him, oh, God, we just played the first hole with 15 clubs in the bag. And he birdied it. <laughs> And that's going to be a uh, two-shot penalty. So part uh, three, he, the yeah. best, the best. That's why it happened. Like any other golf course, they would have caught that they had two drivers in the bag, but the first hole is a par three, so he didn't hit driver. There you have it. If he had two drivers, did he really even have one? <laughs> so maybe he only had, had thirteen clubs. And, and is it? It's after you hit your first shot. So if he had, if he had realized that on the first, tee, if the bag's on the first tee, he hadn't yeah. hit his shot yet, he can take it out. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So this is little known fact. This is what inspired Phil to go win a major with two drivers. With two drivers, there you go. It's an homage. So Woosen would eventually lose by four to David Duvall, uh, who would go on to win his long-awaited first major. Uh, Tiger, not much to report. Uh, he was six back after round one. Uh, he had sixty-eight in round two, so he was top ten. 
um, but just kind of faded on the weekend. 73-71. Uh, he finished nine shots back, tied with such uh, luminaries as Eduardo Romero, Bob Estes, and Joe Ogilvie. We move now to the 2001 PGA. Shout out to David Toms. Losing that U.S. Open, it hurt him in the odds. He was 3-1 to one to win that Open Championship. Oh. So he was done with the uh, less than 2-1 to one odds. So there's your, do, do people bet on Tiger? Like there's Vegas just raking in all their cash right yeah. there and people betting 3-1 to one on, on Tiger. 2001, of course, David Toms wins with a layup. Tiger finished uh, T29. That's, I think, maybe his worst finish in this stretch. 14 shots back. I followed him a lot that week. GC yeah, was oh, a volunteer. At, at yeah. Atlanta Athletic Club. Yeah. You volunteered? I volunteered. Did you have to pay, too? How much did you pay? <laughs> I, I did not have to pay. Oh. Your parents paid? Did you no, get a, no, there, was you no get a, there was no payment. Did you get a free shirt? Yeah, I worked the merchandise shop for Thursday and Friday and then watched uh, on Thursday, Friday mornings. Any any good stories? Did you get any altercations with anybody? It's Akon's brother, man. <laughs> Not really. No, this is, I mean, this is, I'm a sophomore in high school, I think. This is when I, I it was my dream after he worked, worked the merch tent to become I was going to say, bizarre. That yeah. kind of seems I was like, like, wow, that had to be I a think seminal that's, moment. That's what I want to do. Uh, I was right there when uh, Tom's aced it on 15. I, I watched like that whole tournament by myself out on the grounds. <laughs> it was cool. So worth mentioning here, David Duvall shoots 66 in the first round, coming off of a major victory. Uh, impressive stuff. Tiger, again, doesn't doesn't do much. 73 in the first round. Uh, bounces back, again, 67 in the second round, uh, but never really a factor. Can we just give a quick shout-out to Shingo Katayama? Sure. Huge, like, just a breath of fresh air throughout that whole tournament. He's a major, major inspiration <laughs> to me. We'll, we'll pack up the 2001 season. I, I would say it's going to most be remembered for uh, – the Tiger Slam. The last three majors, not really too much happens. So that is it for part one. Um, that's a lot of majors, but we still have a lot to cover. It's almost, it's physically impossible to cover the the Cats majors in one podcast episode because well, you have to you have to talk about the amateur majors. Yeah, of course, absolutely, of course. Have, to. Yes. have to set Thank some you. context. TC. So stay tuned. Come back. Uh, circle back with us for part two of uh, Tiger's major championship history. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Johnny, yeah. that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect anything different?